Hello and welcome. You're about to listen to an audio rendition of a theatre show called Miles Apart Together. This show was part of Vold's Festival Lost Week, a week of theatre that got cancelled due to coronavirus in March 2020 in London. The episode you're about to listen to has been recorded by the performers in their homes using their audio devices. We can't wait to share the stories of three outstanding female pioneers. So I'll leave you to them. Annie, Bessie and Junko. Over to you, Annie. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, welcome to Miles Apart Together, episode 26. Now, for those poor unfortunate souls tuning in for the very first time, I'm Annie Londonderry Kopchowski, the first woman to go around the world on a bicycle in 1894. And I invite women from all walks of life to share their stories of inspiration. And a huge thank you to the millions and millions and millions of people who listened to last week's episode. It was great chatting to Whitney and Cleopatra about tormented love. Oh, and I have got so many more women to introduce you to, I simply cannot wait. All right, then let's get started. So last week I saw this thing called a tweet from a building company here in London. Looking for a young lad who wants a job. Roofing. No lazy little shits and no lip. Retweets appreciated. Uh, Someone did retweet and also commented, Why are you looking for a lad, not a lass? To which the nice man replied, Unless she's a bodybuilder, a woman can't lift heavy material. Oh dear, oy vey, oy vey, oy vey. It doesn't surprise me. You know, when I first said I was going to go around the world on a bicycle, people said, you are pulling my leg. But yeah, that was 1894. So much has changed since then, right, ladies? But now, without further ado, let me introduce you to my guests. Tonight you will meet two fantastic women, well, three obviously, including me, who were told they couldn't do it, but they did, who prove that it's not just a man's world out there. Please welcome the first woman to ever get an international pilot's license, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Bessie Coleman. Hello, hello everyone. It's it's so good to be with you all and thank you for inviting me, Annie. Oh, Bessie, ju- it's just marvelous. And all the way from the 1920s. Yes. Oh, well, let's say I'm glad to be back. And joining Bessie and I tonight will be the first woman to reach the top of Mount Everest in 1975, the wonderful Junko Tabay. Hello. Hi. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Junko. Nice Welcome. to meet you. What a pleasure. You know, I cannot wait to share your stories with our listeners. Junko, Wow. I mean, the first woman on Mount Everest? (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, But, you know, it was actually a team effort. We were an all-female climbing team. Why, yes, of course. And, Junko, I read somewhere that, you know, you're the same size as me, which means you're cute and little, just like me. I love that. I really do. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Bessie. Uh, You know, actually, when people meet me for the first time, they're 
always surprised by my size. They expect me to be bigger and more robust, like a wrestler. <laughs> you see, my mama used to say the best things come in small packages. Now, <laughs> well, there you go. So let's start with you, Bessie. I mean, the first African American woman to get her pilot's license. Wow! And and also a stunt pilot. Yes, I mean it's been a really incredible journey. From being a stunt pilot, I always wanted to start my own school, but I couldn't get to because of my sudden death and all. But you know, I left a real legacy. There's a school out in Texas. There's a public library. There's even a roundabout that leads to an airport in Nice. There's a stamp and a Bessie Coleman Aviation Scholarship, so the legacy, it, it lives on. Oh, Bessie, that is fantastic. Because now, thanks to you, there are so many more female pilots out oh, there. Oh, amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, there's 7,500 female pilots. <laughs> That's brilliant. And there's 290,000 pilots worldwide, so... Really, guys, that's only 5%. Oh, well, okay, but that's a start. Mm. And actually, for black female pilots, there's not even a percentage. Oh, right. Um, hmm, yes. <laughs> well, but hey, Bessie, you have a roundabout named after you. That's pretty special, right? Uh, Junko, do, do you have one? I, I don't have one. Oh. Oh, no, no, I, I don't have a roundabout either. Uh, actually, there are no roundabouts in Japan. Ah, uh, nor in America. Uh, you know, Bessie, it, it doesn't surprise me it's in Nice because in France you're well known. Yes, that's where I actually got my pilot's license. I moved to France and did all my aviation training there. I couldn't get a license back in America. Um, well, I mean, I'm sorry for asking you this, but was that because you were a woman or because you were black? Well, both. At the time, black women weren't allowed to fly or drink the same water, let alone get a license. There were a few black pilots, but definitely not black women. Now, you see, France? France was an interesting place. It was much more accepting and open, and, and the nightlife, it was magnifique. I mean, I, I even met Josephine Baker once at a cabaret. Wow, Josephine Baker. Yes. Wow, you know, I have to say, I also had a great time in France. You know, it was the first foreign place I went on my cycling tour, and to my surprise, I saw lots of women cycling. Oh, and so chic. The landscape was just beautiful. You know, I had the wind in my hair while cycling through these spectacular lavender fields. Wow. Well, you see, Annie, I got to know the French countryside very, very well. I had to walk eight miles every day to get to school because I had no money. Wow. Oh, Bessie. But, you know, walking is so good for you. Uh, you see, I was introduced to it by my primary school teacher. That's when I climbed my first mountain. And, in fact, walking saved me. You see, when I moved to Tokyo to go to university, I became very depressed, as you would call it now. I, I couldn't fit in. I hated myself. And my father suggested some time away from the city. And I went back to Fukushima. 
And that's when I started walking and climbing again. And I discovered that that was the only thing that was keeping me alive. I felt free. You know what, Jungo? Cycling did the same for me. That sense of freedom and independence. Yes. You know, I've never actually been on a bicycle. Oh, Bessie, well, you must try it. I should. Uh, yes, yes, definitely. But uh, you know, Annie, I've obviously cycled. I go on my bike to go to my local shops with my kids, but you went around the whole world. That is amazing. I mean, how did you even do that? Well, you know, Junko, it all started with a bet. A bet? Yes. Well, a man who called himself Paul Jones, he made up that he was going around the world on a bicycle and would come back with $5,000. But a few days later, it turned out he was lying. He had made up the plan to earn money and become famous. So then two rich merchants, two sugar men, said, Well, let's see if a woman can do it. And so I did. That's right. Men are always lying. If I listened to a man, I'd be sitting down in Chicago washing some white lady's drawers for the rest of my life. Instead, I took to the air and became a stunt performer. The air is the only place that is free from prejudice. Oh, is that Bessie Coleman? Over there. Yeah, it must be. Oh, glad I snapped the last ticket for the show. The line was never ending. Mom, it's her. I can see her. Look. Her stunts are crazy. She flies like the devil. They call her the Black Angel. A pair of gold wings are on the lapel of my jacket. My jacket's a sky blue, which my sister puts on me. It's all routine. My sister made me this jacket. It's all part of the show. The Bessie Coleman show, that is. I step out the trailer and I, I hear the band playing. The crowd are going wild for me. Hello, how are you? Lovely to meet you, sir. Oh. I see a little girl eating a mint chocolate ice cream, and I really want one too, but no. Right now is not the time. Right now is showtime. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Bessie Coleman Air Show. Today, you're going to see something that you ain't never seen before. A black woman fly a plane. But first, let us pray. I pray, Lord for a safe journey, and for a clear sky. And I also pray for my family to let them be safe. And I pray for the little girl with the mint chocolate ice cream that she may achieve whatever she wants to. Amen. Then I hop onto my Jenny. That's what I call my plane. You see, you haven't lived until you've flown. And planes ain't... They ain't made of the safest thing now. You know, they're not made of the sturdiest material, shall I say. Wood and cardboard stitched together with wire. But you're free. You feel the air, the wind, the weather. It's kind of simple to fly a plane. 
Well, once you know how. There are five round faces. But you don't need to know what they mean, really. The most important part is the stick. It's kind of shaped like a, like a baseball bat. And you got the paddles on either side to help you steer. The first thing to do is turn on this switch. Oh, which gets the propellers going. Then you use the stick to help you take off. I take a deep breath. The propellers are going. The engine is, is vibrating. And, whoo, I'm off. Oh, no, my, my goggles get steamed up with the castor oil that I can barely see where I'm going. But with one wipe of my handkerchief, I can see again. I do an easy round first to, you know, please the crowd and check out the conditions. It doesn't get much better than being in the air. You can't see nothing. You can't hear nothing. You're at peace up there. It's just you and your Jenny. And that's why flying is so special to me. It feels like freedom. That's what it feels like. It feels good, real good. Like I'm the queen of the world. Queen Bess. Woo! Now, it's time for the tricks. The first one is the loop-de-loop. Right. Let's get all the way up, Jenny. Come on, baby. Woo, yeah! And just around in the loop and then... On my head, oh God, I love it upside down. And then it's the spin. Woo! Oh yeah! Woo! And now it's time for the wing over. Okay, you gotta go up gently and now for the 180 turn and not too abruptly now. Woo! On the side. Tighter, Jenny, tighter. And roll over. Damn, man, I am smooth. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> and now for the all-time crowd pleaser, the hammerhead. That's when I really, really go for it. Slowly up. I'm going faster, straighter. The wind is loud, oh Lord. Okay, and until the right moment, you go up, up. Up and then it's whoo! Adios amigo, straight down. Whoo! Lord have mercy, that speed. And then it's the tricky bit. Just when you think I'm gonna crash, you just jump the stick up as hard as you can and go! Whoo! <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Then this is the bit that bores me to tears. Giving other people a ride. Can't do anything too wild now, but it makes a few bucks. Uh, oh, you want an autograph, sir? Of course. That would be $5. Thank you. And then, after all the razzle-dazzle, the show is done. And it's my favorite bit. I get an ice cream, and I sit out the back of my trailer, just enjoying the sunshine. Read all about the new bicycle craze. Morning paper. Paper, mister? Oh, thank you, sir. A woman will cycle around the world. Read all about it. Morning paper. I'll be honest. 
I hadn't done much preparation for the trip, and the bicycle was heavy, my skirt too long, and breathing in a corset? Impossible! But the hopes and aspirations of millions of women were riding on my handlebars, and I was not going to let them down. Step one. Change my bicycle, the 42-pound Columbia, to a light 20-pound sterling diamond frame machine. Men's frame machine with gold rims and white pneumatic tires. One single gear, no freewheel mechanism, and no brake. Step two. Leave the corset, drop the skirt, don the bloomers. Not an easy decision. But I firmly believe that if I had worn skirts, I would not have been able to make the trip. My legs needed their freedom. After the novelty had worn off, I felt a certain degree of independence which I had never before experienced. I was going around the world and could not allow conventions to hinder my progress. Ladies, don't be scared to shed the skirt. I received no less than 200 proposals of marriage while wearing bloomers. Cluny, Vienne, Lyon, Marseille. Madame et Monsieur, je m'appelle Annie Londonderry, the first woman to cycle around the world. Thank you for welcoming me so warmly. Viva la France! I am happy to be invited to talk here today in Marseille about my adventures, most of all, the benefits of cycling. The doctor who says it will harm the ordinarily healthy woman doesn't know what he is talking about. I have studied medicine, some, and I know what I am saying is true. And not only for your health, take your freedom in your hands. Well, I know from experience there is nothing better than a wheel to build a woman up. Feel the wind in your hair, enjoy the loneliness of the road, and do whatever you wish. But you, mademoiselles, know what I'm talking about. I have seen many of you ladies on wheels, and that makes me proud. Keep the good times rolling! And don't forget to buy my merchandise. I've got hats, I've got gloves, I've got pins, I've got postcards, I've got pictures, I've even got a hanky that the Prince of Egypt himself kissed and then handed to me on a silver platter. Viva la France! Singapore, Saigon, Hong Kong. The Mysterious Orient. Wow, wow, wow. Oi, Gavalt, that was an adventurous time. I was cycling through the jungle with clergyman Moffat, a little British missionary, and a Japanese guide. We, we had just arrived at the pontoon river when we heard gunshots from afar. Before we knew it, two men jumped out of the woods and blindfolded us. Yes, yes, we were captured. My companions were killed immediately and I was shot in my right shoulder. They threw me into a prison in the middle of nowhere. And then 
And then one evening, uh, 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 a guard dragged a prisoner into my cell and killed him before my very eyes. Yes, yes, and then he took out a, a, a big, shining, huge silver blade, and with a slow movement, he started cutting the neck of the poor man very slowly. Blood started to pour everywhere, and, and then the soldier, he left, and he came back with a, a cup, a, 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 a golden cup, and he started pouring the blood into the cup. Yes, yes, oh my goodness, he loved it. And then he looked at me with a threatening eye, and then he looked away. And, 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 and that's when I realized that that was the moment I had to escape. So I found a sword and started swinging it around, swinging it around, and I chopped off the head of the soldier. Yes, and that night I managed to escape, jumped on my wheels and cycled away as fast as I could to my freedom. Thank you for listening. I am Annie Londonderry, a new woman, if that term means that I believe I can do anything that any man can do. Hike. Rest. Resume. Hike. Rest. Resume. Hike. Rest. Resume. Over and over again. At 7,906 meters, even tying a bootlace takes forever. The work it took to establish the camp had exhausted me. Carrying rocks to secure the tents to the ground was one thing, but doing so with no supplemental oxygen was quite another. In the monochrome of rock and snow, the yellow of the abandoned oxygen bottles from the previous expeditions had been the only vivid color. I felt relief that other climbers had been there beforehand. It was encouraging. Hike. Rest. Resume. Lida Hisano, Camp 2. Given good weather tomorrow, we'll leave the South Cold set up Camp 6 at about 8,500 metres and we'll attempt to reach the summit the next day. Everybody here at Camp 5 is fine. I've got Hiroshima's tin meal. Yes, answering. She specifically prepared it for us for our last camp. The ham? Okay, we'll leave the ham. But we are taking all drink powders. 
much better. Oh, answering? Are you sure? Thank you. My Sherpa saw my thin ones and said that those would be too cold, that I should take his. He felt sorry for me. We were a climbing team with no money. We sewed most of our clothes. Our gloves were made from car covers. We cut the materials into hand shapes and sewed them together. They were windshields, really. I begged the weather to stay steady for two more days. I was in good shape. My gait felt light, my pace solid. I had enough oxygen and I wasn't burdened by the weight of my backpack. Hike, rest, resume. Hike, rest, resume. Hike, rest, resume. When we arrived at Camp 6, the gusts of wind was as loud as the underground trains. It nearly lifted us off the ground. Slowly smoking his tobacco, Ansering looked as relaxed as if he was resting at a tea house on a moderate pass. He showed no signs of anxiousness, which helped me to relax. Camp 2, can you hear us? We're at Camp 6 and we just had dinner. I present the menu for the last official dinner at the final camp on Mount Everest. To start, we had dried spinach soup with a sprinkle of dried spring onions and carrots with miso soup for perfection, followed by our main dish, freeze-dried instant rice with nori mix sprinkled. <laughs> okay. Eleven thirty PM Tomorrow will be the day we get the result. The result of one thousand four hundred days of preparation. It was almost eerily quiet as the mountains stared back at us. The scenery was one of crystal clearness, like the air we breathed. Hike! Rest! Resume!
I don't have to climb anymore. <laughs> Silvery clouds float around the summit of the giant peaks. There was no higher place in the world than where we stood. <laughs> and the sensation was tremendous. I wasn't the first woman to try and climb Mount Everest. Fifteen years before me, Panduo, a Tibetan Chinese climber, was sent to the Himalayas. But she was told to remain below 6,400 metres, because above that elevation is a man's world. When all the women in the world are heard. When all the women in the world are free. When all the women in the world can fly. When all the women in the world can access their power. When all the women in the world don't have to feel small. When all the women in the world come together and overthrow the men. Will life be better? Or will we behave like men? Or will we slowly eradicate them? When all the women in the world speak up. When all the women in the world stop having children. When all the women in the world stop smiling. When all the women in the world are plasterers, pilots and presidents. When all the women in the world have equal pay. When all the women in the world have access to education. When all the women in the world. When all the women in the world. When all the women in the world. Thank you for listening to Miles Apart Together. It was conceived by Cecilia Gragnani and Katarina Reintaler, written with Emma Dennis-Edwards, devised with Jade Marie Joseph, Meg Kubota and Adi Lera, performed by Jade Marie Joseph, Erin Hunter and Meg Kubota, and directed by Katarina Reintaler. The music was composed by Cassie Kinoshi and Luca Agnello, and the sound was edited by Gregory M. Fiecis. Finally, Miles Apart Together has been produced by Sarah Arden and Cecilia Gragnani. You can find more about us and our projects at papersmokers.co.uk. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at paper underscore smokers. Thank you and see you soon.